Welcome to Asset Management Group's private client-only podcast with Andrew Nida and Mo Param. It is AMG's private client podcast. Andrew Nida, Mo Param here on November the 13th. Special day today. Why is that? It is uh, Amy's birthday. Happy birthday, Amy. Happy birthday, babe. Love you much. Yeah, man. So, what, are y'all, what are y'all doing? You can't ask that in public. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're going to do something. So for all of you guys listening that think I'm a poor planner, in some aspects I've not planned this well. It's always tough at the holiday season, which is no excuse, I know, because everybody that has a birthday in the holiday season is going to say they don't appreciate an excuse. It's still their birthday. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm thinking we're going to go somewhere, but um, – I have not yet quite planned, quite planned it out. <laughs> Dinner tonight. We're gone all week for business, uh, and uh, we're going to come back, settle in. No more traveling for the year, so it should be. Uh, we should be able to get away. Yeah, it is tough. I mean, it really is tough. I mean, this, I don't want to let season. it out. What if she's listening to the podcast? Can't say nothing. That's my excuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. what you got going on, Mo? Uh, let's see. We uh, had a good weekend. Um, uh, what, what did we do this weekend? Yeah, Amber and I you know, spent some quality time together. You know, we didn't have the kids this weekend, so uh, with her uh, with her work schedule, this weekend was one of the, work, the first weekends in a while that she didn't have uh, a client this weekend. So we spent some quality time together, and obviously went to church yesterday. So that was awesome. And uh, we're exploring this new concept with Olivia now, which you kind of know a little bit about. Mm-hmm. But um, our she's the youngest, yeah, the youngest is uh, we're trying and testing out virtual school now. Yeah. So that's going to be challenging. So it's already ha- you know, basically halfway through the semester already. So we have to find the right curriculum for her, but she's testing it out. Um, she tested it out last week and this week she's doing it again. So that's, well, uh, but it's that's a, good, a whole new change for us. That's exactly right. But it is, you know, it. we live in a world where it's beneficial to have options like that when yeah. it's necessary and needed. And, you know, it, I'm sure it'll work out. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, she's, she's excited about it, but you know, it came out of nowhere really. And uh, so next semester we'll be fully prepared because we'll have some time uh, ahead of schedule, but, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. You know what we did? We built a trebuchet, a trebuchet, a not trebuchet, a, not a Chevrolet. No trebuchet. Okay. Yeah, man. If you don't know <laughs> what that is, just look it up. It's uh, I didn't know what it was either. I have to put that out there. It is a, uh, basically a catapult in some aspects. And we did, um, it was a school project that got way out of hand. We might should send the video out. I should <laughs> wow. send the video out. Did it get out of hand because you have, you were having too much fun or. Yeah. It, well, it quickly became my project <laughs> and homework assignment. And, um, and so anyway, yes, it was loads of fun. And, and, uh, we have launched a baseball 320 feet. So we'll see. I think I think we can do a little bit more, but you know, you never know what happens. <laughs> anyway, that was our weekend, fun filled, and uh, but 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 we'll get on to the most important of topic of last week, which is you know it's time, most important minute of the show. It's time for the bull <laughs> bear market minute. 
Mo, my man, it ended up being a pretty decent week last week in comparison to the way the majority of the week went, which, you know, we'll talk about, use this as maybe a reference as to why you got to stay invested. But it looks like, you know, we wrapped up Friday with one heck of a day, which brought the week into better territory. Yeah, it was uh, like, like you said, Andrew, a mixed week. Uh, S&P climbed about 1.3%. So it closed about 4,400, which is amazing if you look at where the S&P was uh, even at the end of October. Since the end of October, it's up 7%, and year-to-date, it's about 15%. uh, So that's amazing. Uh, The Dow, which has struggled again this year, but uh, finished the week up 0.7%. NASDAQ, great week, uh, up up 2.4%. Uh, Russell 2000, though, struggled, and it's been struggling all all year, mm-hmm. uh, quite honestly. It's down. Uh, last week gave up about 3.1%. So, uh, again, a rough, rough year. Tough for, for uh, small caps. For small cap companies. Which, you know, I think you got to take that into account because small cap companies is really what drives this economy here in the U.S. You know, mm-hmm. it's, your, it's your mom and pop shops. It's your smaller companies. And, obviously, the Russell 2000 is, is encompassing bigger companies than your you know, mom and pop, but nonetheless, it's a reflection of what these smaller organizations can do. You know, on top of that, we had what Powell, um, you know, obviously didn't increase rates, but, you know, he made some pretty powerful statements as well. Right. You know, he's not confident Mm -hmm. that the Fed has raised rates enough. Enough. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, his his mission is to bring inflation down to the number that he wants, 2%. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, two pauses in a row, so that's great. That's good mm-hmm. uh, as far as the consumer is concerned. But you're right. He's he, he's not confident. And, you know, he, he left the window open, the door open for increased rates down the future. Yeah, I think he said, you know, the, the, the inflation has presented itself with many different head fakes, you know, along the way. Right. And so, you know, he's not going to overbuy or, you know, buy into this concept that we're completely out of it. And that just because we paused rates twice, mm-hmm. you know, he said, you know, he wouldn't hesitate not one bit to jump right back in. I think I think for the year, though, I'm I'm assuming maybe in support of this little Santa Claus rally, if we can get one, he's probably going to pause for the month of December. I think that's what most people are shooting for. And, and at least most uh most data out there supports the concept of another pause in, in the month of December too. So yeah. see what happens, you know? Yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, we had some interesting news Friday with uh, the Moody's downgrading the U S government, uh, which is, which is pretty, pretty interesting. You know, they went from state, they downgraded us from stable to negative, mm, which and is not, yeah, not good. That's not good. Not good. You know, and then of course that's on top of, um, another break, make or break week for lawmakers, right. you know, with the deadline coming up um, for the government budget on November the 17th. So, yeah, a big week ahead and a big week that we've just been able to kind of pull out of, you know. Um, I need to look back on plug power. That was a pretty interesting oh, right. topic, too. You know, major supply chain issues, um, predominantly, I believe, due to what hydrogen. Like a hydrogen shortage. Hydrogen shortage, yeah. I mean, they even made the statement that. Uh, they they are not are not able to fund operations through the next twelve months. Wow! I think they had a request in for one point five billion last time I read from the federal government. That's it's that's that's insane. If you look at the trajectory of of Plug Power's uh, stock prices for the last call it last two years, you know we, we've seen it as high as high high sixties, mm-hmm. and I mean it has just 
a complete landslide. I think it closed somewhere around $5 a share on Friday. So, yeah, I mean, who knew there was a hydrogen shortage? Yeah, right, right, <laughs> right. You know, and we'll see, right? I mean, I wish, uh, I can't say that. I better be careful what I say. The government, <laughs> you know, if you're struggling, you put in a request, $1.5 We could use some extra marketing dollars here at AMG. I wonder if we can get it. Yeah. No, I'm just playing. You know, the, the reality is, is if you're innovative and you have an organization that is built on clean energy, you know, there's money available and, and you know, there's many companies that have been able to take advantage of that and, you know, maybe it'll continue to support this uh, clean energy uh, initiative and, right. and so be it, you know, if they need the support, hopefully they get it. Um, on to kind of an executive highlight overview summary real quick, and, and we'll hit a few of these, some of the important ones. Q3 2023 household debt rose to a new all-time high mm-hmm. at $17.3 Okay, wow. now that's uh, slowed actually to 4.8% on a year-over-year basis. Maybe they just run out of debt limit and, and credit <laughs> availability. Um, uh, that was th- the smallest increase since Q3 of 21. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's only only so much you can <laughs> credit you can get, baby. Uh, um, so that's it. Uh, preliminary November reading for the University of Michigan consumer sentiment fell to 60.4, fourth straight monthly decline. Um, obviously, current conditions and expectations um, both move lower as well. And I think this a lot has to do with just the narrative of the season. You know, we got a major geopolitical issues. We've got a lot of inflation, you know, just a lot of this uh, noise out there that really uh, pressures in the negative condensation of one's investment mentality. So, yeah, I get it. I get it. You know, probably a little bit more daunting for for most investors out there. And then wholesalers inventories as well. You know, that's uh, that rose 0.2 percent, kind of a neutral outlook on a month over month basis in the in the month of September. Yeah. Yeah, you know, on, on you know to, to double down a little bit on on household debt, you know, the the biggest gain came from credit cards, and we saw that debt rise about four point seven percent quarter over quarter, quarter over quarter, mm-hmm. and uh, so that's up about sixteen percent year over year. So, yeah, that's that's I would call that somewhat neutral, right? If you if you just look at, yes, it did hit all time highs of seventeen trillion, but. Uh, uh, again, the smallest increase in in about two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what's what's what I would say on the household debt is is the delinquency issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would call that a ne- a negative outlook, uh, in my opinion. You know, nine point four percent of credit card debt is now ninety per- ninety days or more delinquent, mm-hmm. which is the most since Q three of twenty twenty one. And uh, and we had you know that's what we have. We really got our eyes on. You yeah. know, I'm I'm anxious to see and to watch. Um, I say anxious, not like eagerly positive, <laughs> excited about it, um, but but nervously anxious about the the increase in that number, you know, meaning that people are really struggling, yeah. you know, to keep yeah. up with their habits of spending and, and ultimately now being in a spot where things are going to go sour quick. Yeah, I would say, you know, overall, only 1.6 of total debt is seriously delinquent, but you're right, which is a rel- relatively low number. Um, but you're right. I mean, when you start looking at the credit card debt of, you know, um, how, how much of it is over three months delinquent. Um, yeah, that is something that it didn't, you know, it's only been what two months since student loan repayment has been, has been put back into, um, uh, into people's budgets. So yeah, we'll, we'll see if that continues to, to increase. Yeah. So a little bit back on this, uh, consumer sentiment, which, you know, honestly is, is a pretty important topic. Um, because you know it just it just speaks to the the mentality of the average investor. 
you know, I mentioned the preliminary November reading of the University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index declined to 60.4. And, you know, the negative 3.4 point decline was the fourth straight move lower. Uh, we haven't seen a streak like that since February to June of 2008. 2008. 2008. Wow. Which, you know, February to June of 2008 was right in the smack middle of the sell-off, which led to the Great Recession. Um, higher, you know, higher interest rates are really taking their toll, I think, and outweigh the the slowing inflation figures. You've got still Gaza and Ukraine also continuing to weigh on people's minds. Um, you know, it just there's just a lot going on, you know, and it's definitely played its played its toll. Uh, current economic conditions and consumer expectations uh, also are declining to 65.7 from 56. Let's see, declined to 65.7 uh, and 56.9 respectively. So, you know, it's uh, the notions out there, notions out there, but uh, we are right in the middle of holiday season. <laughs> I, I think the, the outlook's going to change. You know, I, I, you know, we're right here. We're right in a season where. You know, uh, for good, bad, or indifferent, right? We, we're we're in a season where we're, we're going to be spending between traveling and just Black Friday, and then you know just your traditional holiday Christmas spending. Uh, I expect to see consumers and we change. can do it. We can do it, and here's why. I've been waiting for this one positive note all, all this whole show. You ready? I know fuel prices. I knew it. I fuel knew it. prices have come down across the board. Gas has seen the most pronounced decline in recent weeks. Uh, it's still up 9.9% for the year, <laughs> but, but nonetheless, it's down 3.8%. What about your diesel? Diesel is down 4.8%, but what matters most is all of us uh, holiday uh, fly-mile people. I was trying to think of a better term. That, that came out totally incorrect. <laughs> but, um, yes, our frequent flyers. Frequent flyers. Jet yes. fuel is down 6.4%. Yes. You know, that'll be good for my personal jet. So, yeah, I'll be able to go more places. <laughs> Which is probably why, oh, wait, Amber was looking at tickets to Costa Rica. And we were shockingly surprised at how relatively inexpensive it was in comparison to how it's been in uh, recent history. Yeah, on a side note, you want an interesting story. I flew to Costa Rica one time, and it was the most odd flight I've ever had in my life. Now, there was long story storms resulting in this, but we were flying from Atlanta to Costa Rica. And in spite of it all, we had a connection flight to get there in Canada. What? Mm -hmm. We flew you from North? Atlanta to Canada, went through customs, jumped on Canadian air, and flew to Costa Rica. How much were you trying to save? No, we were <laughs> <laughs> we were just desperate to get there. That I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah, because uh, we had a, there was a hurricane in Florida, and we really needed to get there. We were going on a mission trip. And so, like, I mean, we pressed in for hours and hours and hours, and they finally came back. And this was uh, may have been spirit. I was totally impressed. But they said, uh, they said, listen, we found a flight, but you got to go to Canada. And I'm like, say what? <laughs> Canada? They're like, yeah, we're going to get you there, though. And only like a few hours later than the original flight. And they paid for the whole thing. So we're not even flying spirit. We're flying a totally different flight. Uh, uh, airline. airline and and they literally pay, paid for everything wow for us to get there yeah what do you go spirit what do you go spirit baby yeah 
probably won't fly again. But you went to Canada to get to Costa Rica. Wow. So (laughs) anyway, on with the the planning talk and really the wrap up of this tax conversation with you guys. Um, You know, we've been present in the last several weeks on on this whole concept of just being wise and a big good steward of of your money from a taxable perspective, which means you're making decisions today that's going to benefit you uh, and make everything work more tax efficient for yourself and your financial well-being later. Um, Because we're wrapping it up, what seems to be most appropriate is just kind of some last-minute decisions that you can make in your 2023 um, to just, you know, make that step in that direction. And these are all things that you probably know of, but things that you need to make sure that you were speaking with us on. And if it comes to, you know, comes to top of mind, this is why we're here. We need to have a conversation about it. But the first simple one would be uh, Roth contributions. Yeah. Yeah. If you can do it, uh, 6,500, if you're, uh, if you're below or 50 and under, and if you're 50 and over 7,500, but yeah, if you can, uh, put another contribution or, or at least max out your Roth contributions this year, this would be a perfect, perfect opportunity to continue building tax-free wealth. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, remember Roth contributions to be able to make that contribution, it is, there is an income limit. Right. Okay. Um, unless you're doing a, a conversion and or a backdoor, which is essentially a conversion too. Um, remember, if you are married filing joint and your modified AGI is greater than 218000 then you're in an, a transition period, I would highly recommend just do not fund it. It's a little bit of a pain to get your money back out of that account and penalties, et cetera. So modified AGI, essentially everything, go with that, $218,000 you want to stay away from it. If you are a single individual um, or head of household, then you got to be under 138000 okay, for that Roth. On to traditional IRA. You could also fund money in your traditional IRA. Uh, you could still do it, same limitation, 6500 7500 You could do these contributions up until, uh, you know, tax day next year, 40 year 2023, um, but just keep in mind, if you're going to fund a traditional IRA, maybe you're a higher income earner, you want to avoid your current tax bracket, and you want to get some money in that's going to be pre-tax, catch the deduction. Just remember these little rules out here. Um, if you are eligible for a retirement workplace plan, 401k, 403b, 457, then not always is your IRA contribution going to be deductible. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that some people, some people don't realize that they mm-hmm. think they're they can always make a contribution and deduct it, but it, you know, essentially the government wants you to use your employer plan. Yeah, and here's the problem with that too: is if you commingle those assets together, meaning that if you put in um, pre-tax contribution IRA money, and then add post-tax contributory IRA money then nobody's going to keep the accounting. There's actually a cost basis you need to keep account of because otherwise when you take that money out, it your cost basis should be tax-free right. because you've already paid taxes on it Right. where otherwise it may not be. So um, just keep that. We don't have many clients to do that, but some, um, and, and if you're interested, maybe you're hiring an income earner, you, you, you know, you already contributing to your employer sponsor plan. You want to consider a non-deductible IRA. We can definitely have that conversation for sure. Yeah. Um, what about employer plans, Mo? Max uh, them out? Yeah, you want to max out your uh, HSAs if you haven't done it yet. 
Um, and if you have an FSA and, uh, you know, you can only carry over, I think it's like $500. If you have more than that, you may want to just find uh, a ways to spend it, at least spend it as much down before the year is over. Because, again, only $500 is able to be uh, carried over to the next year. I like that, man. Uh, HSA, uh, for an individual, is what, 3850 I believe? Somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah and, and the family's like 7500 Yeah, around. right, right. I think the family's 7500 um, and then of course you get, you can include that employee. Listen, if you're self-employed, you, you, there's no reason why you're not funding an HSA. Okay. Uh, if you're part owner in a company, you should be getting your HSA max funded every year. That's ridiculous. It, it works well for you and the business owner. Um, but if you're an individual W2 employee, fund your HSA. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, if you have a bit of a priority list or need a priority list, I think that's probably case dependent. Um, on whether or not you should put money in your HSA over your 401k if you don't have the liquidity to do both. Um, but if you do, an HSA is a great way. We've talked about it on the show. We'll continue to talk about it. You need to put money there. It makes a lot of sense for your future healthcare plan and it's tax efficient. Right. Okay. Right. Love that, Mo. Uh, 401k plans, 403bs, 457s. Uh, listen, just one kind of food for thought here on that. Uh, many of you guys are getting gear in bonuses. Okay, start controlling your contribution percentage that you have set. Change it for the the pay period that you're going to get this bonus and allow a good portion of that to go into that 401k. You know, you guys get crushed on those from a taxable standpoint. And most plans allow you to consider that income as a, as a source of income that's eligible to make the contribution. So, so do it, you know, if you're, if you're contributing 10% throughout the year, but you're not maxing it out and you're about to get a, a nice bonus, throw that rate up to 25, 30% and, and allow most of that to go into that, uh, IRA to reduce or 401k to reduce your, your taxes. taxes. Absolutely. So a great way of just trying to catch up and get that year end max for those plans, 22,500 if you're under the age of 50, 50. and 30,000 if you're 50 and over. And then simple plans are 15-5. So when you're looking at your budget, now's the time. All right, don't wait till December the 31st. You want to look right now, scale it out, figure out if you have any more room where you can put it. And if you're a business owner, there are some tools that you can use still into next year for year 2023. But remember, a lot of those plans have got to be created and established by December 31st. You don't have to make the contribution, but they got to be eligible and established before you roll into next year. So anything else, Mo? No, that's it. A lot of of, uh, reports coming out this week. I think CPI, uh, PMI this week. So uh, uh, PPI, I would say PMI, PPI coming out this week. So uh, it's going to be a very interesting week. We're going to be in Alabama yeah. For, the, for the remainder, for the good portion of this week from t- uh, tomorrow to Thursday. So uh, visiting some clients out there. And uh, yeah, no, getting ready for uh, Thanksgiving. And we got a lot of a great, great and exciting news coming up oh, yeah. for the firm, for you guys. So just stay connected. We won't even tease on it yet. But got some great things happening here at AMG and look forward to increasing the offering and the service level and value to you guys you guys have a fantastic week if you need anything we are here amg serves you don't ever forget that we appreciate uh and totally respect the the privilege that we're sitting in and the ability to work for you have an awesome week
Investment advisory services offered through Asset Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Andrew Knight and Moise Param provide general information, not individually targeted personalized advice, and are not liable for the usage of information discussed. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any of these financial vehicles. This information should also not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with a professional specializing in the fields of tax, legal accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situation. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are offered through Asset Management Group. By contacting Asset Management Group, you may be provided information regarding the purchase of insurance products.